0: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in 7 days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
1: The obstacle course seemed endless to me, even though I only had to run a few meters. The more I accelerated, the more my stomach bounced, and then my cheeks started bouncing in tune with it. I was like pudding, rolling down the road in the sun. After running only 100 meters from the start, I stopped to catch my breath. And after, I looked at my belly peeking out from under my tank top. The sweat was joined by tears and I would have just walked away. But my trainer, Mr. Osfield, AKA Bull, ran up to me and started yelling right in my ear. Get your ass together, and get your fat sides over that wall. Now! I wouldn't have listened to him either, but there in the stands was my dream guy, Felix. I took one last deep breath, spread out, and jumped against the wall. I felt like I was trying to lift a truck. One last tug, and and I was stuck! My stomach was hanging on either side of the wall like jelly, and I was hanging on it like a fat fish thrown on a rock. I could hear the guys laughing, the screams of the coach, but I could barely hear them over my own heavy breathing. When I lowered my head, my huge cheeks hung limply and I cried. Hi, my name is Kara and I was forced to pretend to be fat. This led to my crush falling in love with me. But before I tell you how it all started, I'm going to ask you to put a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. It all started back in summer, when I lost an argument I was sure I'd win. I almost always win bets, so I wasn't afraid to bet high. That's when my friends who usually lost to me had a blast. I had to pretend that I had gained a lot of weight over the summer. The most frustrating part was that I have a perfect figure. I'm a cheerleader, and Coach Osfield is the proudest of me. What's the big deal? The guys are judging the girls at our school by my figure. But a bet is a bet, and I began to prepare for a hell of a fight. Of course, I didn't get fat. I just enlisted the help of a friend of mine who worked as a makeup artist at a local theater. My fat pads looked like real fat. Even to the touch, it was indistinguishable from real skin. And it weighed just as much, by the way. The first time I put on my costume, I fell, which made one of my cheeks fall off and roll down the stairs. Before the new school year, I tried to get out of school as much as I could, but in the end, my pride wouldn't let me refuse the terms of the bet. Oh, yes, the first day of school in my new body, I'll never forget. At first, it went well. The other kids didn't even recognize me. Mr. Osfield even wanted to go to the principal and ask why he got such a fat girl in his group. Coach, that's Kara, suddenly shouted out Rachel. I just hate Rachel. She's my biggest enemy who wants to be captain of the cheerleaders instead of me. Mr. Osfield froze and clutched at his heart. Seriously, he looked like he was having a heart attack. Some of the boys got scared and ran to the school doctor. Coach didn't move and looked at me, and then his lips tightened and trembled. For what, Kara? He exhaled. Coach, I... Don't. He clenched his fist on his chest. I don't
2: want to hear it.
1: Mr. Osfield pulled a plush crocodile out of his pocket, squeezed hard, and quickly walked away, locking himself in his office for the day. Somebody said he even cried, and that surprised everybody. By the way, my figure was still being cited, but now they were measuring all the fat girls in school by me. That wasn't the worst part, though. My greatest fear was running into Felix, but it was inevitable. Despite my good looks, I couldn't win him over and now I was afraid I'd disappear from his sight for good. I didn't even go near him because of fear I'd be laughed at. Also, gaining weight, I faced some difficulties. As I became fat, I understood why the Hulk hated stairs. I started climbing them long before class started because I had to make constant stops to catch my breath and those little desks in school. Not only that, on my way to the blackboard, I was like an icebreaker, hooking my huge sides to other desks and chairs I also had to have my desk redesigned so that I can sit in it. I thought it couldn't get any worse, but I couldn't stop cringing. I was in a hurry to get to class, trying to move my carcass as fast as I could. Suddenly, I felt the floor slipping out from under me. My makeup would have protected me from the impact, but Felix jumped out to catch me. No! I screamed, but it was too late. Felix disappeared beneath me with a short cry. All I could see was his arm sticking out from under me, and the boy wasn't moving. I killed my crush. I crushed him. The other guys helped lift me off of Felix. He was lying unconscious. Under the taunts and screams of the boys, I ran out of the school at the speed of a turtle. When I got home, I hysterically texted my friends to go to hell with their argument. Oddly enough, they agreed to cancel it, saying I'd been through enough. Oh, with how much of hatred I wanted to say goodbye to this makeup. I even made a fire in the backyard to burn it. And then, waiting for the flames to ignite, I got a message from Felix. He was sorry about what happened, and he just said the guys were being unfair to me. And then he offered me his support. Support! Felix wants to talk to me! Ah! I noticed in horror that some of my makeup was already in the fire. I immediately pulled it out and began to extinguish the flames. No, I'm not getting rid of it now. For Felix's sake, I was willing to put up with it. Felix kept his word, and when I got to school, he started fighting back against my bullies. He even dared to talk to Mr. Osfield, who refused to let me into his classes. It turned out to be an idiotic idea, though. The trainer was determined to get me back into shape by all means, so he put together a complicated weight-loss program. But I can't lose weight, it's makeup! I can't pay for a few more costumes with a skinnier version of myself either. After all, I haven't even had time to pay for this one yet. But at that moment, I was so charmed by Felix's courage and care that I agreed to the grueling training sessions. Not only did Felix have to drive me away from training in a gurney, Rachel became captain of the cheerleaders, the year of the state's premier cheerleading competition. i have been working my way to winning it for three years. I exhausted myself with training and dieting and now this bitch has taken my spot. It was one of those workouts. I got stuck in an obstacle course. That's where my story began and it got even more complicated from there. Despite all the difficulties, there was a huge upside to the situation. Felix and I started hanging out a lot. He even took me to a cafe with diet food and I mistook it for a date. I was ready to squeal with delight and I decided that if the date went well, I would finally take off this stupid makeup and open up to the guy in all his glory. But in fact, I was waiting for a bummer of galactic proportions.
2: You know, Kara, I didn't know you were such a good girl.
1: Felix covered my plump hand with his, and I was ready to howl in frustration that I couldn't feel his touch because of the makeup. I'm glad looks aren't important to you, I exhaled excitedly. Well, actually, it does matter. I don't like people who chase their beauty. I thought that's what you were. What? My cheeks jumped in outrage. You're handsome yourself. I wasn't always like this. Felix's face turned dark and squeezed his fork so tight that he almost bent it.
2: I was the way you are now and endured a lot of mocking. My older brother even dressed me up as a fat man to cheer me up. But that's insulting and very low. I'll never forgive that. You understand me, don't you?
1: Yeah, I said and laughed nervously. It's a real failure. Felix told me about the abuse and the long treatment. He couldn't stand making fun of fat people, and in his eyes, the fact that I wore this makeup would also be a mockery. I was faced with the hardest choice of my life. I could go on pretending to be fat and pretend to lose weight to keep Felix around. Or I could take off that hideous makeup, upset Felix, but go back to being a cheerleader. I'd take down Rachel, make myself captain again, and be famous across the state. But my crush on Felix blinded me. Why would I need all that if my crush wasn't around? I kept going to workouts to beat the weight loss, and I was saving up for a new makeup job. But it all sorted itself out. Felix asked me out on a romantic date. He wanted to see the waterfalls together. The two of us were on a boat, and I was ready to melt in love with my beau. Everything was perfect. But blinded by love, I forgot the most important rule makeup is afraid of water as we swam close to the waterfall i felt my cheek peel away kara what's wrong with you felix looked at me in surprise i was smiling like a fool my tooth hurts i lied trying to keep my makeup on
2: you don't look so good why don't i take you home
1: yes yes hurry felix i had already succumbed to panic and i could feel my stomach sliding down and as soon as we got ashore it happened what the hell is that? Felix, pale as chalk, looked at the belly, falling out from under my sweatshirt, and my cheek did fall off. The guy rolled his eyes and collapsed unconscious. Help! Help somebody! I screamed, but people tried to help me first, watching my skin fall off in huge chunks. When all this horror was over and Felix came to his senses, he said he never wanted to see me again
2: you're as soulless as the rest of them i was right you're just a doll who loves her body and makes fun of others
1: it was a bet a normal person would refuse such a vile argument felix turned away angrily you know what you need to stop whining i was furious waving my unusually light arms you should be proud that you made it through the weight loss not be resentful of the world i never made fun of overweight people And yes, I love my body. I keep myself in shape so I don't turn into this. I jabbed my finger at the makeup on the ground and walked away proudly. The next day, my appearance at school was an extravaganza. Coach Osfield carried me in his arms and almost cried tears of joy. Rachel, on the other hand, was ready to roar with anger because coach had put me right back in the captain's chair. I'd gotten over the fact that I'd lost Felix, but then I saw him in the bleachers during the state tournament. He was holding a sign with my name on it.
2: Kara, you were right.
1: The guy ran up to me after my brilliant performance.
2: I was so caught up in the past that I almost missed
1: out on my beautiful future, you. He suddenly held me close to him. I found out who you are inside, and that's the most important thing. That's how an idiotic argument and a tough test turned into a series of victories for me. What's more important to you, the outside or the inside of a person? Write your answers in the comments. Hmm,
3: I wonder what's taking Valerie so long. She's been in that changing room for ages. Valerie, is everything okay in there? Don't force it if it doesn't fit. No, this is the last dress in store. I just need to breathe in for a bit longer. So? It's beautiful, isn't it? Valerie spun around, then suddenly... Yep. Trying to squeeze into a dress two sizes too small for her, then it split. (sighs) The giggles around us started. Valerie blushed, hurriedly paid for the dress, and pulled me out of the shop. Why am I so fat? Ugh! I just want to feel pretty on my date. If I was skinny like you, I wouldn't have this problem. You know, it's not as easy as you think being thin. Yep, you heard me right. Being thin has its downsides. First of all, fashion. My nightmare. I have to wear an extra small size and the clothes still hang off me. Actually, most of my clothes are from kids' stores, so I feel so untrendy. Then in winter, I have to wear tons of layers just so I don't freeze to death. And in the summer, (sighs) I can't wear cute clothes as I look like a coat hanger. Not only that, because I'm so skinny, people often ask me to do nonsense stuff. Once, I was studying in my room when suddenly I heard my sister Camilla calling me. She'd forgotten her keys and forced me to climb through her tiny window gap to get them. Seriously, I can't even! Then, on another occasion, Valerie made me crawl into the classroom locker to help her cheat on her Spanish test. Unfortunately, the teacher walked in while this was happening and gave me a week's worth of detentions, of course. Ugh. Oh my god, No Way Home is so good. I literally can't think of one bad thing to say about it. Yep, the part near the end. Ah! Yep, guess what? I'd managed to trap my foot in a manhole. Man, what rotten luck. I tried pulling my leg free, but it was no use. It wouldn't budge. There I was, freaking out that I'd be stuck here forever, and all my friends could do was huddle together and ask me questions like, Madeline, how on earth did you get your foot in such a small slot? Wow, that's unbelievable. Even Jaden, my bookworm friend, Took out a ruler from his backpack and started measuring how wide the slot was. Grrr! My dear friends, I'm being stuck down here. Stop gopping and help me! Finally, they tried helping me out, but in the end, we had to call the rescue squad. By this point, a massive crowd had gathered around me and strangers were filming me. When I was finally free, everyone looked at me and held back their laughter. Even Parker, my crush, was smiling. Jeez, this was beyond embarrassing. But a hot guy like Parker would never notice a moving skeleton like me anyway. <sighs> Don't think like that, Maddie. You're so pretty. Show me some confidence, would you? Valerie said as she nudged my arm. I put the book down and glared at her, and suddenly noticed Parker walking towards our table smiling. And yep, he said he wanted to sit with us. Even though I was cheering inside of my head, I still had to act composed. And oh my god, can you believe he even said I was cute? After that day, Valerie kept on encouraging me, saying he had definitely given me a green light. So finally, I gathered my courage to write down all my feelings for Parker on a note and clipped it to his notebook. At the end of class that day, he came to my desk and... took my hand. Yay! Everything was fine. Great even. Until one day, when the two of us were taking a romantic walk past the Swan Lake, Parker suddenly turned to me and said, You're so beautiful, Maddie. And if you just put on a few more pounds, I swear you'll be the hottest girl at school. Yes... I know, but it's hard for me to gain weight. No big deal. Just leave it to me. I'll fatten you up. I thought Parker was just joking, but it turns out he was being deadly serious. Since that day, every time we went on a date, instead of taking me to the bowling alley and movies as usual, Parker would take me out to eat. I swear, I've tried all the restaurants in our town. More surprisingly, on my birthday, Parker even gave me a bouquet of fried chicken. How romantic! But this didn't change anything, as my weight still stayed the same. Parker was disappointed when he peered over me and saw the scales hadn't budged. Then he sighed out. How come you and Valerie are friends but look totally opposite? Here comes our adorable, chubby Valerie! What? Parker called Valerie adorable again! This wasn't the first time either. Annoyed, I put down my fork and walked away from them. After that, I started avoiding Valerie. I did homework with other friends, sat with other girls at lunch, and every time I happened to see Valerie, I turned around and walked away. Honestly, I didn't want it to be this way, but just seeing her made me uncomfortable. But I couldn't bear to see my boyfriend call my BFF cute. Well, he thought I was too skinny. (sighs) Then summer break finally rolled around. I thought it'd be just me and Parker, but then he went off to a summer camp in Spain. (sighs) The plan was all ruined. So I spent a whole sunny day inside sulking. What's wrong? Are you bored because your lover is away? So why don't you take this time to surprise him when he returns? Surprise? A great idea popped into my head. But... but how do I get chubby? Easy peasy. Okay, if it's that easy, then show me. Okay, if you'd do my summer homework for me. What? She's such an opportunist. But I really wanted to pile on the pounds and please Parker. So, without hesitation, I nodded in agreement. So, from that day on... I started following Camilla's weight gain plan. I switched veggies for greasy foods, and my main meal was always late at night. I also changed water for milkshakes, but I did have to stop drinking them when the smell of milk alone made me feel sick. Seeing me eating crazy like that, my parents worriedly said, Madeline, eating healthily is important, else your health will be affected. But I ignored their advice. This time, I definitely had to gain weight. Finally, after a month of trying, I gained some weight. Yay! I looked a lot more attractive now, didn't I? I was studying myself in the mirror when I heard my phone beep. It was Parker. He was coming over tomorrow with a present for me. The next day, I put on this hot dress that I'd never felt confident enough to wear before, and I asked Camilla to help me do my makeup. As soon as I finished, I eagerly waited for Parker in the living room. The doorbell rang. I excitedly opened the door, but as soon as he saw me, Parker quickly said, Oh, sorry, I have the wrong house. Then he started to leave. Huh? He didn't recognize me? This will be fun. No, honey, you're not mistaken. It's me. Your destiny. Madeline? Is that really you? Oh my, how on earth can you be this big? We've only been apart for a month. So, you don't think I'm prettier now? To my surprise, Parker shook his head. No, no, you're so fat now, it doesn't look okay. Lose some weight. Huh? This was so confusing. I thought he wanted me to be bigger. As annoying as this was, I still listened to Parker and tried to lose the weight I'd put on. (sighs) So, it turns out that losing weight is far trickier than it sounds. Actually, it's a million times harder to lose it than it is to gain it. After a month of healthy eating and exercise, I gained another pound. Ugh! Stop eating that. Are you giving up already? You must try harder. What? It's just some popcorn. Why does he have to be so rude about this? I'll give you two weeks to lose weight. Else we're done. Huh? What did he just say? Done? He was the one who wanted me to gain weight in the first place. Now he was threatening to break up with me if I didn't lose it. How ridiculous. You know what? I don't need two weeks. Let's end it right now. It's clear you never loved me at all. You only like my appearance. If you truly cared about me, you wouldn't care what size I was. Then I walked off. Ugh, how could I have been so stupid? For the entirety of my relationship with that jerk Parker, I was blindly following him. I only cared about pleasing him, and it cost me so many things, including my best friend. I needed to apologize to her right away. I nervously knocked on the door, then waited. Finally, Valerie opened it, but on seeing me, she went to shut it. I'm so sorry. Just let me explain, please. Valerie, I'm so sorry. It was all because I was afraid Parker would leave me for you. But I realize now that he's a massive jerk and I was an idiot forever trying to change for him. Jeez, you're crazy. Parker is totally not my type. I scratched my head and told her about how terrible Parker had treated me and how I'd foolishly listened to him. Man, that douchebag! Then she hugged me. Valerie confessed to me that she'd been trying to lose weight by lowering her calorie intake, but the pounds were coming off, and worse still, She felt weak and tired all the time. I nodded in agreement with her. So from then on, Valerie and I made a promise to love ourselves, regardless of what size we were, and to never let anyone try and change us. And look, that's Walker and Joel, our awesome boyfriends who love us just the way we are. And you know what? It feels so good not caring what other people think. So don't ever let idiots put you down. Because when you allow yourself to just be you, then you can finally realize just how
0: beautiful you truly are.
5: It's not about the money. Yeah, right. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm 17 years old, and I work three jobs, and I'm also a student. I do everything in my life for money. Of course, a lot of people say it's not about the money, but that's said by those who have it. I can't boast about that. I grew up in an average family. We had an average income until my father left us, found some young girl, and rode off into the sunset. And me and my mom were left with rent, debt, credit, and no dollar in our pockets. Not fun, huh? Anyway, after my dad left, I was 10 years old at the time, my mom started working any job she could get just to pay off her debts and feed me. My mother married my father young, so she didn't have time to get an education or any kind of profession. She scrubbed floors and worked part-time as a waitress in a cheap diner, a laundress. My mother tried to do everything so that I did not need anything, and from me required only to study well and be obedient. At school, I was often teased because I didn't dress fashionably. We just didn't have the opportunity to buy me nice things. Most of the time, I wore what my mother brought from a second-hand shop. But I tried to study hard so I could start earning a lot in the future. I made it my goal to get rich by any means. Later in high school, I learned how to sew, hem, and decorate my clothes. I sat and sewed all night long. Everyone began to notice how I dressed more fashionably and tastefully. I even began to think about working as a model. My dream was to create clothes, for my collections to be exhibited in Milan. But my dreams didn't come true. My mother was diagnosed with a terrible brain tumor. Mom couldn't work anymore. Her condition was getting worse and worse. To pay for the expense of treatment, I began to work several jobs. And at the same time, at night, I sewed clothes to order. I was not ashamed of any work. At first, when my mother first got sick, I started to replace her at her jobs. Then I started working there instead of her. Mom felt guilty that I had to skip school to earn money. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. I'll get better soon, and you can go back to school, and you will become the most recognized fashion designer. Sure, Mom, but first, you need to get better. I'll still make it. I'm so sad that you have to take care of me. Oh, Mom, stop it. I love you, and I'll do anything to make you well again. Once again, while looking for another part-time job, I came across an ad to come up with work uniforms for Sparks employees. I had heard that it was a very large company that dealt in real estate, automobiles, construction, and more. I immediately sent in my work and resume. If I got it, good. And if not, then, oh well. The answer came just a couple of days later. Dear Rose Priestley, We are pleased to announce that you have been selected for the competition on your application. Congratulations, you have passed the first round. For the second round, we are waiting for you in our office. I couldn't believe my luck. If I got this job, then this payment would be enough even to pay for my mother's surgery. At the appointed time, I went to the company's office. I was escorted into the interview room. A young man of about 25 was already waiting there. It was strange. Such a young man, and he was already entrusted with such a serious task? Hello, Miss Rose. My name is Iman. I'll be interviewing you. How do you do? Nice to meet you. So, tell me, how long have you been making clothes? It's just you're so young. About three years. I started sewing my own clothes when I was 14. Generally, in such a big company, we select professionals with at least 10 years of experience. We can't accept you. You don't even have experience in a similar job. Have you ever done work for another firm? No, but I'm a quick learner and I'm willing to try to do things your way. I I really need this job. I'm sorry, but no, you're rejected. I was so angry. That man didn't even bother to look at my work. He could at least have opened the file in front of him. Then why did you call me for this interview if you weren't happy with my age? The first round was selected by someone else. I'll definitely point out the mistake to him. So my work is a mistake? I'm sure I'll be able to cope with the task at hand. But you're a fool if you judge people's skills by their age. How dare you talk to me like that? Then you've earned it, and I'll say it again. You're an idiot. He looked at me as if he was ready to throw me out the window, but I didn't care. I was so angry, especially since I'd taken a day off from my proper job to go to this damn interview, which meant I lost my pay for the day. This Iman looked so confident and smug that I just couldn't hold my tongue. Because of your stupidity, I lost time and money. If you can't do your job properly, you shouldn't be in your position. His eyes rounded, and I slammed the door and walked out. I went to the hospital to see my mother. I wouldn't have anything to do all day anyway. Mom immediately realized that I was upset about something. Sweetheart, what happened? Did somebody hurt you? No, Mom, everything's okay. I'm just a little tired. I'm sorry. You have nothing to be sorry for. Just get better soon. Then the doctor came into the room and said he wanted to talk to me. He said that if my mom didn't have an operation soon, it would be too late, and the chances of a full recovery would be gone. I began to panic, wondering where to get the money. Even though I was working several jobs, there was no way to save us. Because I was a minor, they would not hire me full-time. I used to go home and cry with such heavy thoughts. It seemed to me that I just couldn't cope with it all. Walking up to the house, I noticed a car parked out front. Yeah. It was impossible not to notice it. It was red, a brand new foreign car. Only rich people drive those. They got the wrong address, didn't they? Just as I thought this, I saw a man get out of the car. No way! The man standing in front of me was the guy from the interview, Iman. He said, Hi, Rose. Did you change your mind and decide to give it a shot? Well, you said you needed the money. You don't have to feel sorry for me. I just said I needed the job. I'm willing to offer you a deal. I don't understand. I'll pay you 200000 if you play the part of my girlfriend. What the hell are you talking about? Your girlfriend? I'm having a family dinner tomorrow night, and I need to show up with my fiancé. Well, I don't have one, so why don't we help each other out? Are you kidding me? Look, I really need your help. You're beautiful, you're smart, and most importantly, not afraid of me and behave with me confidently. You're a good fit. Here's my card. I expect to hear from you tomorrow morning. He got into his fancy car and drove off, and I was left standing there with my mouth open. I was up all night thinking, 200000 That would be enough to pay for my mother's surgery and treatment. I couldn't earn that much in such a short time, so I decided to take it. In the morning, I dialed Eamon's number and told him my answer. An hour later, a driver picked me up and took me shopping. Mr. Sparks said to pick out an elegant and modest outfit, and also to go to the beauty parlor and fix your hair. Here's the cash. What a bloody arrogant little man! Mr. Sparks? So he's the corporate's heir? And what was wrong with my hair? What can you do? Work is work. That evening, Iman picked me up and took me to a fancy restaurant. His whole family was there. Turns out it was his grandmother's anniversary party. He introduced me to everyone as his fiancé. The evening went smoothly, except for the fact that dozens of eyes were staring at me the whole time. And one girl looked at me as if I'd stolen her money. At the end of the night, Iman came up to me and whispered that we were leaving soon. I breathed a sigh of relief. I just wanted to get the circus over with and go. In the car, I wondered why he was putting on this show. Why do you need all this? My family is pressuring me. They want me to marry Chloe. She's the one that was giving you a death stare. So that's what this was about. I couldn't figure out what I'd done to her. She's my daddy's business partner's daughter. They want to be in-laws, but I don't want to marry her. I don't like her. But now everyone will think that you'll marry someone else. Later, I'll tell them that we broke up and I took our breakup hard. But that's not fair, at least in relation to your grandmother. You're going to teach me morals when you're willing to do anything for money? Look, you got it wrong. I need the money to pay for my mom's surgery. I'm not just after it for nothing. I told him how hard it was for mom when dad left, and about her diagnosis, and about how time was running out. Iman drove me home, and then he asked me to send my sketches to his personal email account, and he said I'd get the money for my help tomorrow. In the morning, I never got the call. I went to the hospital and hoped that that man would keep his word. When I went into the room, my mother wasn't there. I started calling the nurse, screaming and crying. Something bad must have happened. Where's mom? What was going on? A nurse rushed into the room and said that my mother had been rushed away for surgery. It seemed like I waited forever. Then the surgeon came out of the operating room and said that all went well. The tumor had been removed. But now we had a long treatment and recovery. I began to cry for joy. My mother was transferred to a ward. While she was sleeping, I went to her doctor to find out how much we had to pay for the surgery. But he told me that everything had already been paid for. And not just the surgery, but the follow-up care as well. So, Mr. Sparks had kept his word. I told my mother that I'd done a big job and that the payment was enough for the operation. I only hid from her the fact that I had to play the role of this rich guy's fiancé. Mom was discharged in a month just in time for my 18th birthday. We ordered a cake, I made lasagna, and then the doorbell rang. When I opened it, I saw a delivery guy handing me a huge bouquet of roses and a card. It said, Dear Miss Rose, I am happy to wish you a happy birthday. I hope your mother is making a speedy recovery. P.S. We're expecting you for an interview on Monday morning at the Sparks office. Also, there is a surprise waiting for you there. Sincerely, A. But that's a whole other story.
6: In the pouring rain, I was trying to hold on to Ven after he broke up with me, but he kept yelling. Let me go! I was never safe around you! He violently pulled away and left. Fine! You no longer exist to me! I took out my purse and was about to throw his picture away, but looking at its emptiness inside, I suddenly realized that not only had I been dumped, I was also broke. Could I get any unluckier? Elias, my bestie, quickly came over to cover me with an umbrella when suddenly, lightning struck a tree right next to us. Yes! We immediately ran for our dear lives. Hi, I'm Regina, 16 years old. After my parents passed away, I lived with my aunt in an apartment in Montana. I was so notoriously unlucky that if I were one of the gods of Greek mythology, I would definitely be Tyche, the goddess of bad luck. Ever since I was a kid, I've always been the unluckiest and whoever was close to me would suffer the same fate. Once, I offered my seat to a friend on the school bus, then suddenly (laughs) that chair broke and he was hospitalized because of a buttock injury. No one ever wanted to be friends with me since then, no one except Elias. Elias and I have been friends since we were nine. We met the day I got my first F in a test and was stricken with fear. On my way home, I suddenly heard a loud scream from the tree. Watch out! I didn't have time to react huh? when Elias fell on top of me while still holding an apple. Phew, thank god I'm fine. Thank me? You're fine because you're sitting on me. He quickly apologized, but I wiped it away. <sighs> it's okay, I'm used to this. His look. curious look made me smile a little, so I told him about my notorious bad luck, and it actually made him laugh out loud. <laughs> you're funny. I just moved here and don't have any friends. Can I be your friend? To his <gasps> sweet offer, I happily agreed. <laughs> After spending many years growing up together, with become besties. But Elias wasn't spared from my curse either. Once we were playing together in the park, a swarm of bees suddenly attacked us even though we didn't do anything. Fortunately, Elias quickly found a nearby fountain and dragged me into the fountain with him, helping us narrowly escape those bees. Because he was always there through my series of unfortunate events, my life seemed so much brighter. But at the age of 12, he suddenly moved away with his family without saying a word, and we lost each other's contacts. Since then, I was alone again. After I got into high school, one day, my bad luck struck when I was walking on the campus. A soda can made me trip and fall first face first to the ground. Damn it! I was frowning in pain when a girl hurriedly ran up to me. Are you okay? Whoever left this can here is so irresponsible. Let me help you get up. (laughs) After she threw away the can, we got to know each other. She was Olivia, the school's hottest girl. Olivia was completely different from a typical queen bee. She was extremely kind and selfless. In contrast to me, Olivia was blessed with good luck. She was loved by many and probably had everything she wanted. Since that accident, we clicked and started hanging out with each other more. It seemed that her good luck was rubbing off on me. Once we were sitting on the campus, she said, Oh, Regina, my legs are cramped from yesterday's PE class. Can you please Hmm? get me some water? The moment I stood up, a large tree branch fell right where I was sitting. Luckily, both of us were unscattered. I hugged her tightly. You're like my lucky charm. And it didn't stop there. One day, we welcomed a new teacher, and she gave each of us a lottery ticket as an introduction gift. I was sure I would never win anything, so I just left it in my pocket and forgot about it. On the weekend evening, I was eating pizza alone when the TV (laughs) announced the jackpot prize. And the special jackpot prize is... 24, 25, 32... 47, 59, 17. I suddenly remembered my lottery ticket, mm. so I slowly traced its number. 24, 25, 32, oh god, 47, 59. I nervously shut my eyes then slowly opened them. 19. Oh, it was so close, but it was still <laughs> amazing. Even though I didn't get the special prize, I still won $200,000! My life has turned to a new page! I could even move out and rent a place to live when I turned 18! Since the day I met Olivia, I have been so much luckier. She was the first person I remembered after winning, so I called her right away to share that big news. The next morning, our class welcomed a new transferred student, and unbelievably, It was Elias. I immediately rushed to hug him. (gasps) Elias was shocked too, and happily explained that when we were small, his family ran into troubles that required them to move away hastily, so he couldn't give me his new contact. I happily introduced him to Olivia, and they both got along swimmingly. (laughs) After school, Olivia and I went shopping together at a Chanel store to celebrate winning the lottery. After I bought her a brand new bag to (laughs) celebrate our friendship, she insisted that she would buy me the exact same bag as well. I want our bags to match so everyone knows we're BFF. Let's use them now. Olivia was so adorable, wasn't she? She also helped me choose a lot of beautiful Hmm. clothes for the upcoming school Christmas and New Year party. (laughs) I was so lucky to have her. The next morning, Elias and I had art class together, but after I went to the restroom and returned, I saw him grabbing my bag. (gasps) Hey, what are you doing? I suspiciously checked my bag and to my horror, my lottery ticket was gone. I angrily shouted at him. How dare you steal my jackpot? Jackpot? What jackpot? Playing innocent? Then why did you touch my bag? Elias hesitated and in his silence, I found my answer, so I slapped him. (gasps) I can't believe it. You are my best friend. Is that ticket worth our friendship? Don't talk to me anymore. I left and swore to never speak to Elias again. That night when I got home, I tried to rummage through my bag again but still couldn't find the lottery ticket. At that moment, Hmm? I suddenly discovered that the bag still had the Chanel's tag on it. It was odd because I had definitely cut it off. Could it be that Olivia took my bag by mistake? I immediately called her but she didn't pick up. (gasps) The next day, I tried to look for her in the school hall where the Christmas party was held. She was standing with her queenly group and everyone was focusing on the big screen. To my horror, the screen was showing the scene when I tripped and fell face first in a hideous way because of the soda can while Olivia gently helped me up and comforted me. Everyone was so moved by her kind action and said that she deserved to be the school Christmas queen. What the hell? Did someone secretly film that then edit it to boost Olivia's fame? Furious, I dragged Olivia outside. Why did you show it in front of her whole school? Aren't we friends? (laughs) Do you seriously believe I want to be near someone as unlucky as you? (gasps) Turns out, she had planned all of this. She was the one who put the soda can there to trap whoever was unlucky enough to step on it so she could play the role of a perfectly sweet and caring savior. Anyway, I got $200,000 thanks to you, so our time together wasn't completely useless. (laughs) You... She arrogantly flaunted that she had bought me a similar bag to hers so she could swap them and get the ticket. It was like throwing a sprat to catch a herring. Not only that, she also smirked. You and Elias are a perfect pair of losers. So I have mistakenly blamed Elias? How dare you insult my friend? I must teach that two-faced witch a lesson. Suddenly, a drunk boy bumped into Olivia. His drink spilled onto her and she screamed so loudly that she dropped the Chanel bag. Before I could react, she rushed to stop me from taking the bag. Not a chance, loser! I'm fast! Oh no, Han, I didn't intend to take it back. I pulled (laughs) out a lighter and threw it towards that bag. What the heck? She rushed to put out the fire, but I held her back tightly. After the bag was nothing but ashes, Olivia violently turned around and was about to scratch my face, but thankfully, <laughs> Elias appeared and took her claws for me. She was so frustrated that she burst into tears because both her Chanel bag and the jackpot had vanished into thin air. After that day, both Olivia and I were disciplined for starting a fight, but she also lost her Christmas Queen title. As for me, I took the initiative to apologize to Elias and he happily forgave me. Turns out that day, Elias touched my back because he wanted to put inside a love letter. My bestie confessed that he had always liked me since we were kids and wanted to ask me out for movies. Yes! (laughs) I've also learned that whatever I do, I should never give up, cause no matter how unlucky I get, good luck will eventually find me and my beloved ones.
4: Share this podcast to all social media, TikTok, Instagram,